Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello, happy okay-ish Wednesday. As always, I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dan, a licensed mental health therapist and an exceptionally okay-ish human being. Please, if you're listening, please hit subscribe and rate on wherever you're listening. It helps those podcast gurus like me, and that's really helpful. So I talk a lot about how I'm just okay-ish, right? And how it's okay to just be okay-ish because, you know, we're all sometimes great, but a lot of the time we're just okay-ish. Well, I wanted to expand on that idea a little bit today by talking about imposter syndrome. I've talked about imposter syndrome on the podcast before, but I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into this. Imposter syndrome is basically defined as doubting your own abilities and feeling like a fraud. The term was coined in 1978 when two psychologists were studying high-achieving women. And since then, imposter syndrome is often talked about with high-achieving women and men. Oftentimes, you know, business conferences or professional development days for like CEOs and leaders, oftentimes there's a segment about imposter syndrome, right? We see it talked a lot about with people in leadership positions feeling like frauds being in their position. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Why am I in this position kind of thing? So there's lots of resources since this term was coined in 1978. There's lots of resources on how to deal with imposter syndrome, how to increase confidence, how to stop feeling like an imposter, all of that stuff. All the resources are good, helpful resources. I encourage you to check them out. But I want to challenge the term imposter syndrome. I want to challenge even the existence of the term. If you can't tell already, I kind of like to challenge things. And so I, as a female, as an entrepreneur, as a mental health therapist, I talk about, I hear about imposter syndrome all the time. And here's my view on it. I don't think any of us are imposters. The definition of imposter is to deceive others by pretending to be something else. When we're talking about imposter syndrome, we're not talking about purposeful deception or pretending to be someone else. We're more talking about insecurity, lack of confidence, being unsure, maybe some anxiety. And to me, that's not a syndrome. That's being a human. Now, don't get me wrong. Imposter syndrome is like a fun term. It's good to learn about so you know you're not feeling alone with having these feelings. There are great resources out there, like I mentioned. But like, should it be called a syndrome? It's being a human. Like, we're all unsure. How often do we feel like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why people are trusting me with this. I saw a meme the other day about how even when you're an adult, you still don't feel like an adult. So you, like, look around for someone who's more of an adult than you. (laughs) Right? That's like a form of imposter syndrome. But that's just something we all feel as human beings. And here's a secret that I tell all of my clients. So I guess it's not really a secret anymore since I tell all of my clients, but no one knows what they're doing. Not a single one of us. 
We're all just guessing. And if someone says that they do know what they're doing, well, it's probably not true. Let me delve a little bit more into what I mean here. Some people might say that I've had imposter syndrome my whole career. You guys know this, but I was a 21-year-old when I was a drug and alcohol counselor. I sure as hell had no idea what I was doing then. I remember some clients would talk about their drug use and use like slang terms for like drugs or things like that that I had never heard of. And I would just like nod and smile and then Google the term when they left. (laughs) I literally can't tell you how many times I've done that. That would be that would be coined as imposter syndrome right there. Or maybe when I was 26 and managing 55 people, that job that I got fired from. Guess I was actually an imposter then because I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> or maybe when I was 27 and started my own business with $1,000 in my bank account. Yeah. Or like maybe all those times when I've preached about confidence and self-love while getting ghosted on dating apps. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of those things make me a huge imposter. (laughs) But the point is, we've all had times like what I just described. None of us start off our careers knowing everything. None of us walk into the CEO job right out of college. And how do we feel when we're trying to get there? Probably unsure. Probably nervous. Probably a little anxious. Probably a little like, how the heck are they trusting me with this because I have no clue what I'm doing? That's not a syndrome, you guys. That's normal. And it's not just in jobs that we feel this way either. New parents, I'm sure, feel this. My brother and sister-in-law had a baby last year, their first baby. And the first time my brother gave the baby a bath, it took him like two hours and he used every towel in the house. (laughs) Later that week, my mom gave the baby, her granddaughter, a bath. And since my mom's been a mom for a long time and has bathed many children, it took her like five minutes and one towel. I'm pretty certain that my brother felt fairly incompetent during that time. Maybe a little bit like, how are they trusting me with this baby? My dad always jokes that, you know, he liked parenting a lot more when his kids were little because little kid problems are easier than adult problems. And so he jokes that he's going to write a book about parenting adults, but the book is blank because he has no idea how to do it. (laughs) That's another example of feeling like an imposter. Or... A smaller example, my client who's in high school, who gets nervous about like keeping up with the trends and dressing in like the trendy right clothes and using like the right terms, being up to date on like the most hip TikToks. I'm pretty sure the fact that I said most hip TikToks makes me not hip at all. But this client, she feels like other teenagers know more than her or are more trendy than she is. And I tell her all the time that no one knows what they're doing. No one knows what they're doing. So here's the point that I'm trying to make with all these examples. If we can all relate to imposter syndrome in some form or another, why are we calling it imposter syndrome? Aside from the fact that it's kind of a cute name. But like, let's just call it being an okay-ish human. Because part of being human is being unsure and is learning. Another point that I want to make with that is sometimes we should kind of feel like an imposter, right? Like, I don't want people to get too cocky. That's not helpful. That's not productive. I'm sure we all know those people who don't really know what they're doing, but aren't feeling unsure and maybe could have a little dose of imposter syndrome. Sometimes those feelings of being unsure are helpful for us to learn and us to grow and us to be self-aware. Because how else are we going to get there? We can't get there unless we recognize being unsure. And so a lot of what I hear about imposter syndrome is, It sucks. I don't want to feel imposter syndrome. Like, I don't like it. Well, yeah, it may not be fun. You may not like it. 
But isn't that how we get good at anything? My mom loves the phrase, fake it till you make it, which I have a love-hate relationship with this phrase. I think sometimes it can be helpful and apply, and I think sometimes it can be a little invalidating. But we are all faking it until we make it. That's what we're doing. And guess what? We're going to learn more productively, and we're going to increase our confidence and decrease our anxiety if we just call it out. If we say, I'm faking it. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's hope for the best. That's how things are going to improve. So another point that I want to make is that in talking about feeling doubtful, feeling unsure, and how those are normal feelings, right, I believe that true confidence comes from feeling unsure but feeling confident that we can figure it out. Maybe I don't know this. Maybe I feel like an imposter. Maybe I feel really unsure and anxious. But I feel confident in my ability to learn and to grow and to figure it out. I see this a lot with my students, my college students right now. And again, they've been screwed because of COVID and everything like that. So some of my college students that I'm teaching right now haven't had an in-person test in like two years. And that has made them lose all their confidence. That has made them say, oh, I just, can we have an open book test? Can we have this? Can we have that? And I say, no, 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 we got to get that confidence back. It's okay to feel unsure because you haven't done this in two years. But we need to trust ourselves that we can study and we can learn and we can improve. Like I'm confident that I'm a good therapist. Not because I always say the right things or because I have all the answers because I certainly don't at all, but because I know I can figure it out and I know that I can think critically and I know that if I have a tough client that I can learn and work through that. And that's what confidence is to me. Not not feeling like an imposter, feeling like an imposter and doing it anyways. Being able to have doubt and confidence at the same time. So I want to challenge us all to just think about imposter syndrome. And again, it's a fun phrase and it describes a lot of what we often feel on a daily basis. But it's not a syndrome. It's being a human. And if we can learn how to effectively grow from those feelings of doubt, from those feelings of uncertainty, those are the things that are going to help us be okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, Please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.